Hello, everyone. This is Paige, the host of the Your Love Stories podcast. I don't have season two ready because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but I am ending season one with a bonus episode that I was able to record in July. I do intend to record more love stories as soon as possible, so keep your eyes and ears open. Thank you so much for your support. Happy holidays and stay safe. Hello, and welcome to the Your Love Stories podcast. Today is Monday, July 20th, the year 2020. I'm here with Bill, who was married to Barbara for almost 66 years. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, And they met in the year 1952 when Bill was in... Junior year of Butler University. Okay, in Butler University. Um, They got married in 1953 and enjoyed 66 years together. Mm -hmm. So, welcome to the show, Bill. Thank you, Paige. (laughs) So, why don't you tell me about how you met Barbara? All right, the the year was 1952. I had uh, spent the previous four years uh, in a Lutheran seminary. I wanted to be either a chaplain or a missionary. In 1952, the fall of that year, I was supposed to go to a seminary, but because of returning Korean veterans, I could not get in and was told to take these courses, certain courses at Butler University, Okay. which I did. <clears throat> Korea was still going strong then, and I had a classification deferral. I was deferred from the uh, military because of my studies. Okay. When I went to Butler, my deferral changed from 40 to 1A. I was prime. I was 21 years old and, and perfect for the military. Mm. I enrolled in, uh, in my junior year at Butler, and during English literature class, uh, I met one of the most strikingly beautiful women that I've met in my life. Okay. I was sitting in the classroom, and through the door came two lovely women. One happened to be the previous year's Miss Indianapolis. Oh. Beautiful, tall, blue-eyed blonde lady, and with her friend, Barbara. My eye was not on Miss Indianapolis, but on her friend. Mm -hmm. And Barbara sat behind me in English class. Okay. Back in those days... The girls all wore long skirts with bobby socks and saddle oxfords. And sitting behind me, I reached down and I untied her shoe. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> and she tapped me on the shoulder. And she said, "Would you please not do that?" Oh. And, and that's how that's how our uh, our introduction started. We started. Um, I invited her for a coke over at the student union. Okay. And from that day forward until I left for the military in December, we saw each other every day. Okay. We fell head over heels <laughs> for, for each other. She was coming out of a relationship that she was in, and uh, I was in a relationship previously and uh, that did not work out. But we both just really, really clicked well together. Uh-huh. And so during that two months, we we pretty well, once we fell in love and decided to get married, we started talking about our future together. What do we expect out of this marriage? Where are we going to go? Oh. 
Barbara said to me, she said, well, I would just like to be a homemaker and have a family. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, I would just like to be in my own business of some kind. I didn't know what it would be, nor did I have any money to do anything. But I said, "That's, that's what I would like to do. And so in December of 1952, I received my papers to report for the draft, and I was uh, I went through the physicals and everything, and instead of going in the Army, I enlisted in the United States Air Force. Okay. And on December 19th of 1952, I left for basic training. I gave Barbara a, uh, a ring before I left. Okay. And then went away. We made our wedding plans and everything, um, long distance. Mm-hmm writing letters back and forth and so forth. Okay. Came home in April of, uh, after basic training of 1953, got married, took my bride back to the Air Force Base. Okay. We lived in a little two-bedroom basement apartment to start <laughs> <laughs> to start our married life. Didn't you say it had, didn't even have running water? It uh, did not have running water in it, Paige. And, um, but we were living on love the first two months. But after that, <laughs> we, we made a move and, and got better housing. But our first child was born in 1954 mm-hmm. in, the, in a military hospital. So were you staying in the States? Yes, I was okay. in a, we, I was a permanent, what they call permanent cadre at the Air Force Base. I was a meteorology instructor. Okay. And I taught, we taught the airmen how to uh, uh, gather weather data to send out on the weather network for Air Force pilots. Okay. And it was like having a job. Mm-hmm. But Barb and I started our, our, our married life in that, uh, in that capacity and... Um, did very well. We were very, very poor, as you can imagine. I was right. an enlisted man. Right. So that's how our marriage started. How long were you on the base? About four years. Four years. So four first... years. So I got out of the service when I was 25. We came back to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, lived in an apartment for a few months, and then I got a job. I wanted to be in my own business, so I went into the insurance business. Mm-hmm. And became a uh, an agent with the National Life of Vermont. Started my career there and spent the next fifty some years there. Here in, in Indianapolis, of, yes, in Indianapolis, we raised four children, and Barbara was able. She she wanted to be a homemaker, so mm-hmm. I was able, through the grace of God, to be able to. Uh, you know, give her the what she wanted. She wanted to stay home mm-hmm. with the kids. Right. And I worked. I was on straight commission. Mm. But the Lord blessed us. We never went hungry. And my, my wife was the kind of girl that um, as long as she had a few dollars, 30 or $40 in her purse, the car was running fine. It had a full tank of gas, and we didn't have any creditors mm. bothering us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was happy. Right. And... Um, it was truly one of those things. I, I was, I'm the kind of person that could not have been micromanaged. Mm. She had no interest in the finances of our marriage, so mm-hmm. I took care of the finances. Mm-hmm. And we had kind of a rule that she would take care of the inside the house, raise the kids, and so forth. And I took care of the outside, maintenance, mm-hmm. uh, grass, cars, all of that, earning the income. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, as the years, the years just rolled by, we had a wonderful marriage. We were able to travel and our married life going to conventions, insurance company conventions oh, and so okay. forth. Okay. And um, she was just a, she was just a perfect, for me, uh, the perfect wife because you can imagine being married, having a husband that doesn't have a salary. Mm-hmm. It's all commission. Mm-hmm. If you didn't make a sale or people didn't buy from you, you didn't get paid. Right. And she went along with uh, with me wonderfully in, in handling the economics of our marriage. Uh-huh. And uh, it, was, it was a wonderful thing for her to do that. Mm-hmm. And the way that life goes, it just goes by so quick. And that's mm-hmm. why every day is a gift. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Barb and I, we, we realized we were blessed because... We only knew each other, Paige, two months. Yeah. Her parents about had a cat because <laughs> they said, what do you know about this young man? What, right. He's not a college graduate. What's what's your future going to be like? Okay. She didn't know. Right. And my my parents looked at me and said, well, she's a cute girl. It's just infatuation. Getting married after only knowing somebody two months, you, you won't last a year. Oh, my wow. dad told me, he said, you won't be married a year. Really? Yeah. But... Um, but we knew differently, you know, we mm-hmm. kind of had a feeling. And mm-hmm. um, over the years, our love grew stronger for each other. And um, she, she was a wonderful wife. And uh, I, I don't know how I could have uh, lived the life that I had mm-hmm. in, other, in any other way mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. her being it. Right. So um, I don't know if you have any more questions you would like to ask about anything. Or, right. So, so you were both at Butler she was a freshman was it, would that be or was she she was a junior we were both juniors oh you were both juniors mm-hmm. at butler okay yeah. so you're the same age yeah yeah she oh. oh yeah i was 21 and she was 20 That's she turned right. 21 just a few months okay after we got married okay so you were both at butler mm-hmm. you'd only known each other for a few two months two for months, two, two months. months and i left for the air force came back and got married okay it's quick. It is quick. And, but and, and you had Paige, the page. I don't want you to repeat this. You can edit this up. Okay. She wasn't pregnant. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> there wasn't a shotgun wedding, no, as no, they no, say. No. no. No, but you, when you first started talking to each other, the, the chemistry was just yeah, there. It was the, there. The yeah. magic oh, was yeah. there. It was. It was. It was there almost from the first couple of dates together we kind of right. there, there, there was there was electricity there on yeah, both parts right and yeah. you were able to really communicate with each other well oh, yeah. from what you oh, said yeah. we it, talked about what we wanted to do and that in those two months we we got a lot of things accomplished as to where we wanted to go with this marriage mm-hmm. and uh, share with each other what our hopes and dreams were and it's amazing how it worked out exactly as we planned right well thanks, you had a plan thanks be to god I have a, a philosophy about marriage that I'm sure, uh, can I share it with you? Please, yeah. Uh, it, it's rather idealistic, but it goes like this. And this is why I practice with Barbara. Mm-hmm. When two people decide that they love each other and they're going to get married, the husband looks at the wife and he says, my dear, I'm going to love you with all my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to give you to, I'm going to do the very best in my God giving ability to make your life the best life you've ever had. 
to take care of your every need, to give you everything that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. She looks at him, and, and I'm going to make you my queen. You're going to be my queen. Okay. And she looks at her husband, and she says, Sweetheart, I'm going to do everything in my power as your wife to give you everything that you can possibly think of to be the best wife, to take care of your needs. Mm-hmm. I think if you had two people that, that would enter in, and we kind of did, it was, this was kind of the, our format, that I think this thing called divorce page would kind of fade away. Because what, what causes divorces, and I work with a lot of people. My, I, I was 50 years in my business. I loved it. I worked uh-huh. with people in businesses. Mm-hmm. It's when things like the husband says to the wife, honey, I'm going to buy that Cadillac. Well, sweetheart, we haven't paid our rent. How are you going to buy the Cadillac? I don't care. I'm going to go get the Cadillac. Selfish. And they get, it's a lot of self-interest. It's me first and not you. Mm-hmm. And when you when you get that way, Paige, and it become, you become self-centered and life starts centering around you more than around your spouse. Mm-hmm. My, I have always told my wife, I said, my, my purpose in our marriage is to spoil you right. I, <laughs> I said, if you never divorce me, I said, if you like your lifestyle, don't divorce me because I'll become a beachcomber. I'll just, you know, stay with me and I'll give you the moon. You know? but, but anyway, we, we, uh, we, we just had a, it was, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, uh, it was just a beautiful life mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just, just a lot. She was, she was a great encourager when things got a little tough. She, you know, she was a great had, encourager. Mm-hmm. Super mom with four kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, she prepared all the meals she uh, did for, you know, you right. you said you have two. Right. You can imagine putting two two more munchkins into the family. Right. And laundry and, uh, <laughs> and it, meals, it never ends. And meals and things, yeah. you know. And how she did it, I don't know. How how we did it, I don't know. Looking back, I mean. Well, that's one of my favorite questions to ask people. So, what was your favorite meal that Barbara would make for you? Oh, she was a mar. Let me tell you. Barbara's mother and dad both worked at Eli Lilly and Company. Oh, wonderful. Her mother was a microbiologist. And when Barbara was about 12 years old, she went down to see her mother at the laboratory. And her mother said, you see this plane? It had a little square piece of glass. She said, you see that? You see anything on it? No, Mom, it's clear. Let me show you something. She puts it on her microscope. And when she looked through that microscope and saw all those little things crawling around, underneath, mother said to Barbara, those are germs and they're on everything. You always want to make sure your counters are clean, your sinks are clean, your bathrooms and things, because germs are what make people sick. Well, Barbara became, I mean, my goodness, you wash your hands and we, before COVID and all this, I mean, she Mm. was very, very um, uh, articulate about cleanliness and right. because of that made a huge impact and on then it. at 12 years old she started preparing meals because her parents worked so she started cooking for her parents so when they came home she had dinner ready for her oh, at, wow. at 12 or 13 wow so when i come into her life uh, <laughs> seven years later and she's 20 our first date this is interesting okay our first date she invited me up to her
realized <laughs> seven years later, she's 20. Our first date, this is interesting. Okay. Our first date, she invited me up to her home. They lived in an upstairs apartment. Her folks were gone to the concert or something like for a lovely dinner. Well, she, when I walked in there, she had on the on the Victrola back in those days. She had the Hawaiian wedding march, if you know the wedding song, Hawaiian wedding song playing, okay. candlelight, wow, and fixed a beautiful filet mignon dinner. And oh. I thought, oh my gosh! I said, if this girl can cook like this and look this good, man, Bill Mullen, <laughs> <laughs> snap her up. And on that first date page, I wanted to be so correct in my manners i didn't even kiss her good night she thought oh. there was something she said I, she thought there was something wrong with me oh, she thought, no. I, said, I just didn't want you to think i was too fast or right <laughs> or forward oh that's made a... up for it made up for it <laughs> but but um yeah that's it a... was you know just 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 absolutely fantastic memories and over the years of vacations with the kids when they were little we we um went to Florida a lot and uh, she had relatives down there. So um, I guess in summing up this little thing from my standpoint is that I just felt um, it was a, it was divine intervention when I met that girl yeah. and he was with us through our married life. And uh, we have four wonderful daughters, nine grandchildren, seven wow. great grandchildren. Wow. And um, People say, Bill, how are you doing? I say, just more blessings. I say, grace over. That is a great sentiment. So, I love that. Know, well, I mm -hmm. mean, and it's so true. Mm -hmm. So true. You could yeah. say it, Paige. Oh, yeah. That, I, yeah I'll steal that one from me. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I stole it from somebody 40 years ago. You know. right. Do you have any other questions you would like to ask of me on anything? Yeah. Um, so, and I mentioned the food, so you yeah. told me your first meal that you had oh, together. Was oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, in fact, we used to have, back in the day, when the kids were teenagers and things, we would have a date night, mm. and our date night was Friday night. Okay. And the kid, we had a, in the house we lived in, it had a Florida porch on it, mm. and it had, a, it had a sliding glass door, and we said to the kids, you can watch TV in there, but you are not to come in and interrupt your mo mother and I are going to have a couple hours to ourselves, because it was, right. you, know, you couldn't have a conversation, you know, Dad, right, you know, right. it's, it's like a circus, you know. Right. And I said, well, that's just time for she and I to just talk to each other and get to know each other <laughs> because That's you're like, you know, you can, you yeah. can understand, you can, you're oh, just yeah. busy and right. you're just like, um, but you made time for each other. Oh yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was very important. And, and yeah. she always knew, she always knew that she was top priority and I always never, never let any, I had hobbies along the way and played golf and a few things, but right. never, never at the sacrifice of our marriage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, so what was your favorite thing that she made for you, besides the filet mignon? Oh, my gosh, Paige. It, uh, Is it hard to narrow it, it down? It, it, I loved her casseroles. She made beautiful tuna, chicken, turkey casseroles. I love mm -hmm. casseroles. I mm -hmm. wish I could make I, 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 I don't think I have a favorite. She's just a good cook in Everything. every area. Uh -huh. And a baker? Uh, oh, this makes great. Yeah, oh, she was just, you know. Everything. We never left or saw each other coming home or going without a kiss. Mm -hmm. And I love you. Have mm -hmm. a great day. You know, always. Yes. I mean, just, that, was just, that was just our routine. Mm -hmm. Even when she was in the wheelchair over there, I would see yeah. her. It was funny. She would sit down at the nurse's station 
Did you see, have you seen Fiddler on the Roof? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, a, oh, I'm familiar with some of the oh, music. Oh my but... gosh, Paige, if you ever get a chance to see that. It, I've seen the high school, the Broadway, the movie. One of your favorites. Oh yes, and I even have it on a DVD over there in my collection. But um, which one's your favorite? Which one should I watch? Anything. Any you, of them? You would enjoy it all. Okay. But Barbara would be at the nurses' station, and one of the tunes from Fiddler was. Okay. Fiddler on the roof. Okay. I think. I've and so I'd come down the hall, and I would whistle that, and right away she'd go. <gasps> she'd look around. She'd look, Here comes Bill. Here comes my seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, it was just, it was a great life. It just, when you look back, I'm 88. I don't feel 80. In my mind, I'm 49. Okay. Uh, I still do, still handle church services. I teach ukulele. And Paige, you know, I'm getting ready to do something. And you're going to think this, you're, you're going to say, Bill, you're out of your tree. But I've got a bucket list. Now, one of the top things on my bucket list has always been, ever since I was a kid, I love flying. Oh. But I never could afford it. It was expensive, and yes. I never had the time. Uh -huh. Now I have the time, and I have a little extra that I can afford. I'm going to take flying lessons. Wow. At age 88, babe, I am. I'm going to take some flying lessons if I can pass the flight physical, which I think I can. And if I can get into the airplane, I've got to find out if I can. Right. But, but I want to do that because life goes by too quick. Right. And, you know, this little condo I live in, uh, the girls, when I came back from Arizona, they said, Dad, do you want a home? you want to live in a retirement community? What do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't, want a, I don't need a big home anymore. Right. We lived in a five-bedroom, 3,500-square-foot home oh. that we raised the kids in. Mm -hmm. So then on an acre lot, I had a lovely home. Right, plenty of room. But I, I said, I just need something small, and this mm -hmm. condo was just perfect That's for me, you know, beautiful. just for, for one person. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, I, I think, you know, life goes by so quickly. I was talking about the retirement home. When I, when I get to the point, and there will come a day, I'm sure, somewhere, I hope it's later than sooner, when, when a senior, there, there are major changes in your life, Paige. Mm -hmm. Big game changers. Okay. One is when you lose your mate. Mm. And that happens to all of us at some point in our right. life. I mean, it's just right. part of living. Right. The other is when you lose your license to drive. Oh. And you then have to be dependent upon family, friends, relatives to get around in. Or, or you move into a retirement facility that provides right. all these services. Right. And I hope that time is later than sooner for me. But... Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, for you, you'll just be flying. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Where's that? Oh, yeah, there, 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 he, goes, there he goes up there. You know. He doesn't drive yeah. anymore. He yeah, just flies. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, it's, uh, you know, I, I live my life with a positive expectancy. I try to, um, I love, I love scriptures. I love mm. what the Bible, there's so much, there's so many profound truths. And, and one of the things that, um, and, and I think it's in Philippians where Paul said, he said, I've been naked and you clothed me. I've been poor and you fed me. 
I was hungry and you fed me, and poor when, when you came and visited me. When I was in prison, you came to see me. And they're sitting around with Jesus, just talking as a bunch of guys would do. And Peter said to Jesus, he said, you know, Lord, we never did anything. You've never been in prison. You've never been hungry. You never, he said, no, but he said, whatsoever you do to the least of these, my brethren, you do it to me. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was wonderful because the kindness that, that we give others, you know, it's like it, it's like doing something for the Lord in that, mm-hmm. in that respect. Mm-hmm. The other thing in Philippians uh, that was always a, a lovely verse for me is that um, Paul was mentioning about his life when he was talking. He said, I've been shipwrecked. I've been in prison. I've been beaten. I've been through so many things in my life. But he said, one thing I know whatsoever circumstances I have found myself in, I have herewith made up my mind to be content. Mm. And I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. And whatever life throws at you, you know, people people always say, well, I, you know, I, I got to get a bigger house and I'll be happier. Uh, I got to right. do this. Right. Be, you know, and all that right. instead of just enjoying the blessings that, that, that we have here mm-hmm. and now, you know? Yeah, I, my favorite um, saying like that is to be grateful no matter what. Yeah. I can yeah. always find something yeah. to be grateful that's for. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And, and that's so important to have. And I, I can tell that about you. You, yeah. you seem being, to have that attitude. Yeah. And uh, it's, a nice, it's a nice way to live your life, you yeah. know? Oh, my dear, do you have anything else that I can share with you? Or I do. do. You have any? Okay. So I was wondering, um, so you said that you, 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 were only, you only knew each other two months before you mm-hmm. got engaged. Can you tell me how you proposed to Barbara? Well, I was kind of a, I think it, just, it was just a natural thing. I mean, we really, as I said, almost from the first day on, she had come out of a relationship where she was dating a fellow who was five years older. Now, she's, mm-hmm. she's 20. He was 24, 25, and mm-hmm. had his degrees and everything. And it didn't work out. Yeah. I had met a girl in Fort Wayne and when I was in seminary that I was very much in love with, and she went back to her former lover who oh. wanted to marry her and, oh. and instead of sticking with me because I couldn't get married. She wanted to get married and uh-huh. she went back. So I was coming out of a relationship kind of soured on women yeah. and, <laughs> until Barbara walked in. But uh, it, was, it was probably one of those things that we were, we knew we were getting close. And I just asked her one day mm-hmm. and I said, I think we ought to, you know, get married. And, and she agreed. She okay. said, I, you know. Okay. And it wasn't anything, uh, you know, no mountaintop experience, but it was just kind of a, a, it was just a natural outgrowth. I think we knew after almost very early that, it just, it, you know, you can tell sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how well do you know this person? Well, have you ever met people, Paige, that, that you meet them, and like in five minutes later, you felt like you know them all their life. Absolutely. I, I never, in my business, in my life, I've never met strangers. After mm-hmm. two or three minutes, why we seem to be, mm-hmm. you know. Now, there are some that are not quite as outgoing and maybe as gregarious, if whatever it is, mm-hmm. that, that, that you don't get that way because they just don't, they got a little shield around. They don't want people to get too close to what they're... Mm-hmm. 
But <clears throat> you probably got really good at reading people pretty yeah, quickly. Very well. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, human nature. Yeah. yeah <laughs> got very. I think I got pretty good at that. Yeah. But I was always a kind of a person. I uh, very informal and mm. and uh, didn't didn't care much for formalities. Mm -hmm. You know. Comfortable. But anyway. Um, it was it was a whirlwind thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's really Bob neat. and I, you know, Paige. After about the first year of marriage, we were still trying to get used to each other because we we didn't know. We, you know, we were right. we were young. Um, and in a, in and a new you place. Know, we, but a year later, we're saying, uh, you know, kind of, you know, we're still finding out about each other. You know, finding out about things. So, so can may I ask you how long did you and John go together before you got married? We were we were together three years. Three years. Yep, three years and before he asked you to get married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, we dated for three years. Mm -hmm. Well, you you probably were a little more methodical than we were. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to finish school. Well, we decided, you know, to finish our education yeah, sure, and, uh, and sure. um, start our careers. Sure. So we were together, but yeah, yeah, we just. We just waited until... And, and you've been married, you said, how many years now, honey? Uh, 20, well, it'll be 26. 26, so a quarter of a century, so you're yeah. on your way. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. we yeah. get along pretty good. I'm sure you do. Well, I think he's very fortunate to have you. You seem like a very nice person. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is, and he's he's the cook in our family, oh, so he, he cooks is. me great food. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I should probably come up and take some lessons from John. <laughs> <laughs> we could all use some yeah. lessons from John. Do you have any other questions, honey, that you'd like I to ask? So. I think so. um, you know, there's another proverb speaking about. I love scripture. And there was another proverb that I've always loved, and it says it goes like this: that a cheerful heart mm. has a continual feast. And you can apply that to your marriage, mm -hmm. to your life, to your family, mm -hmm. to just life in general. Yeah. If you're happy in here, you know, it's a it, life is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great. That feels good too. <laughs> <laughs> and you have my permission when you go to edit this. Any of these little oh, things yeah. I've shared with you, 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 you feel free to use it, Paige. <laughs> Pass it on. Well, sweetie, is there yeah. anything else? Did you have enough? Do you think I you've think got enough fine. information to yeah. put something together? Well, I, think I, I think we covered everything. All yeah. right, good. So this will be, well, be great. Good. I really appreciate you. Well, Paige, thanks for coming up. It's been so nice meeting you. Yeah. And I will, I will look forward to hearing what you have. Thank you to today's guests and all of my friends and family who have helped me create this podcast, including my husband, John. You're welcome. My daughter, Hallie, for creating the cover art and helping with my website, and my son, Duncan, for writing, recording, and producing the music. You can hear more of Duncan's music under the name DJDK in iTunes or your favorite streaming service. This podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by me. And please subscribe so you can hear the new episodes that will be out on Mondays. We always appreciate a five-star rating, and all feedback is welcome. If you'd like us to read your story, send it to us on email at yourlovestoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please visit our website at yourlovestoriespodcast.com.